0: Hey, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, this is Danny Smith at DK Ministries, and this is DK, DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word Podcast, and we're glad you tuned in to us this morning. This is our second uh, recording or podcast, or not podcast, our second uh, time to speak to folks today. We we just dropped our morning devotional thought DK Ministries. Look us up on the Facebook, and you can find those thoughts there. Uh, just a minute or two, maybe five at the most, just a, a devotional word, devotional thought. And today, we spoke out of Psalm 20, Verse 7, one, one of my favorite uh, psalms about trusting in chariots and horses, but remembering the name of the Lord our God. Yeah, the psalmist made it clear. Some trust in those sayings, but we remember the name of the Lord our God. And it is with that idea uh, that we come to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 through 24. You see what I did there? I mentioned Psalm. You thought, oh, he's gotten off track again. No, I hadn't. We're still in the book of Philippians, and so I invite you. Uh to, if you can find your copy of God's word to turn with me to Philippians chapter two verses twelve through twenty-four. I don't know that we'll get them all done today, but we'll we'll begin anyway and get what we can. As you're looking, I'll give you i get the fluff stuff out <laughs> of yeah, the way. Stuff just stuff, you know, just informational stuff for you. Uh, as I said, this is DK Ministries, proclaiming the word podcast. I'm Danny Smith, your Bible teacher, and you can contact us at Dspreacherman at gmail.com all lowercase. Every bit of it's lowercase. I think even the ads at lowercase. But I don't know how that goes. Anyway, DSpreacherman at gmail.com all lowercase. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Tell others. Uh we'd love to uh we'd love to grow the audience here. Now remember, uh the podcasts are not designed to cost you anything, they're designed to give you something. And every time we come together to this forum, we are looking to give you a thought or something today to hang your hat on or something to think about. It's kind of like the devotional thought that we give uh, every day on, on Facebook, but uh, a little longer version, I guess. Anyway, <clears throat> Paul writes in the Philippians, in, in, to the Philippians, I should say, and I hope you've been studying this with us. If not, go back. It's in the library. You can look it up. Uh, and, and you go listen to those podcasts. Therefore, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, My beloved, as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but how much more in my absence? And then this phrase, you've heard, I've heard, uh, I, people preach on, teach on, question all that. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So let's go back. In uh, the, the, verse 12, you found that first word, therefore. You go back and you read, the verses that preceded this verse, and you'll find out where Paul's at, why he's saying that. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, and probably too much, that whenever you find a therefore, years ago I heard a preacher, and I cannot remember who he was or where he was or why, how I came across him. But his thing was, every time you see the word therefore, you look back and see what it's there for. Now, I don't know. I would give him credit. It was a catchy little phrase, and he it may not even been original with him, but the truth is, it does help sometimes to just take a moment and say, okay, why is Paul saying this or why is the writer saying this when you're at one of those kind of uh, crossroads and therefore certainly represents a crossroads? Well, I'll be honest with you. I haven't have said all that. I'm not going back. I hope I hope if you get time, you will. But Paul's just kind of stated, okay, we've had a relationship. We've been talking. We've been writing. We've been telling you things. Now, I just want you to know, my beloved, we have a relationship. We have a, We have a connection. We're not strangers. Now, it was kind of interesting. I don't know that Paul knew all these folks. He didn't necessarily know all the names. He didn't expect to. And, and certainly, uh, he wanted people to get the letter that, well, he may never know. Uh, but he wanted to know that we have that, con- that 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 bond and that relationship. As you've always obeyed. Oh, goodness. Well, <laughs> I wonder if they had always obeyed. I wonder if you and I always obey. Uh, you know, it is our lack of obedience that gets us in trouble so much. Yes, Satan throws at us what he can. Satan brings what he, you know, what he has at his disposal, and and yes, people just sometimes seem to lay traps for us, and, and we could go on all day. But it always comes back to our willingness to obey the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the willingness to do what He said, the list, the willingness to listen to what He's telling us. And Paul says, and I don't know, maybe it's a maybe it's an area of confidence for him because he knew these some of these people, and maybe they had really obeyed. As you've always obeyed, but it could also be, Paul's talking about. Well, in your life, there's a measurement of things that happened, good and bad, and uh, that come from faithfulness and unfaithfulness, and a lot of things you can trace back to. This happened, that happened, and this other thing happened because you obeyed the Lord. He brought you through. He brought you. You know, he brought you past. He brought you beyond. He picked you up. He did these things, and a lot of that because you obeyed are. You came back to the place where you said, hey, Lord, I've gotten off track. I've gotten, you know, I've messed up. I want to go back and follow. I want to go back and get on the path. I want to go. I need the help to do that, but I want to do that. Uh, we, we're not going to spend much more time there. I, I, if you don't get it by now, <laughs> you're not interested in it probably. So let me just say it plain. If you can't look at your life, and look, I'm not talking about other people's lives. Don't point the fingers and everything else that we do. If you can't look at your life and see a pattern of obedience in the Lord our God, then I don't know what else to say. But change your life, <laughs> change your life. You know, I've been reading and uh, uh, about all the revivals breaking out, a large number of them, and I'm, I'm I'm thankful for them. But what the revivals, the effect of the revivals will come to, well, is that how many people will change their lives? You say, Brother Danny, are you are you casting doubt? Oh, absolutely, I'm not casting any doubt. I'm thankful for them. I praise, I praise God for them. I play, they're real and legitimate. I'm not questioning them, but, uh, but, you know, J. Vernon McGee, and he was an original hymn, used to say, where the rubber meets the road <laughs> it is is right here, whether or not our life has been changed and we live differently. Therefore, my beloved, verse 12 again, therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not as my present only, but how much more in my absence. And then that phrase, work out to your own salvation with fear and trembling. And oh my gosh, have there been, mm-hmm all kind of crazy uh, interpretations of that, applications of that. But basically what Paul is saying is you live your life day by day. Uh, you know, there is, uh, people say, theologians, teachers, Bible scholars, uh, talk about the three aspects of salvation. You know, there was a moment in time where you were saved. Uh, there is this moment in time where you are saved. And then there is coming the day where you obviously will be saved. And and Paul seems to be uh Talking about those things here, work out your own salvation uh, it, it, today. Uh, whatever it is you need to do, whatever it is I need to do, get it worked out. Get it focused on the Lord. Get it, uh, get it committed to Jesus. Get it, uh, get it where it needs to be. Line it up. Make sure it's you know in the right place. Work it out. Uh, too many of us look back on the past and say, "Okay, I was doing that. I was doing that. I was doing good. That's great." I pray that you were. I pray that you can look back and just see. Years of faithfulness if you've known Jesus for years. But what about today? What about today? Uh, what are you doing with life's struggles, life's difficulties? What are you doing with, uh, with the things uh, that challenge you or maybe hurt you? Uh, things that are meant to harm you? Uh, things that are testing you? And we could, oh gosh, we could go on. But what are you doing today? That's part of working out your own salvation today. What are you going to do today uh, with the person who, you know, Mistreat you or the person who, you know, disrespects you or what are you going to do today with the situation that seems to be detrimental to you? Work out your own salvation. Make today the day that, okay, hey, listen, I've I've got to, I've got to get it right. I've got to honor God. I've got to trust in the Lord. I've got to, uh, I've got to make a statement here about my, uh, about my life, what I believe, what I'm doing. That is working out your salvation, your own salvation, uh, with fear and trembling, uh, Years ago, I, I used to listen to a guy, uh, I don't remember his name, can't tell you. Uh, yes, I have a bad memory. <laughs> I have a bad memory. But one of the things that he would always focus on was our the, the, our testimony, our witness, our daily life, and, and what people see and what they remember about us and what they, how they talk about us. And that's all working that out with fear and trembling that, that we want to live a life that honors God, that we want to, we want to do things that, that do not turn men away from Christ, but hopefully will, will help pull them closer to Jesus. Now, we don't have the power to save anybody, but Jesus has got the power to will us to save everybody. And, and so what we want to do is we want to live a life that testifies of His goodness, it testifies of His grace, and testifies of His His stick toness, where He brings us through the dark valleys, and He He brings us over the you know uh, brings us over the difficult hills, and gets us to the top of the mountain that we might see and celebrate and me Joyce, Working out your own salvation means that every time something comes up, every time you're going through something, you're looking for a way to honor God with it. And let me tell you, I sometimes. We find ourselves in situations and places where it's hard to find a way to honor God. And sometimes what we have to do is move ourselves out of those situations. Say, Brother David, give me an example. Well, I can't give you an example of that because it may not apply to your life. But you know what applies to your life and you know where you're at and you know what you're doing and you know whether or not your life is a life that speaks of the glory and the majesty and the peace and the power and the presence of God. And I, yes, I could go on with that as well. Anyway, uh, but uh, but how much? But now, how much more in my absence work out your own salvation fear trebly, uh, basically, pause your mind in Let's don't just do right. Let's don't just do good. Let's just don't be faithful when someone's watching. Let's just do it as we live our life daily. Let's just do it. Uh, there used to be a, uh, an athletic company uh, had a, a slogan. I, I'm not going to mention athletic company. You'll know what I name the slogan, but I no longer buy their stuff. Uh, anyway, for lots of reasons, and that's not what this is about. But their slogan was just do it. And and while I don't agree with the company and don't buy their stuff anymore, the slogan is good. And, and sometimes with Christians, uh, we need to adopt that on a day. Let's just do it. Let's just live for God today. And, and, and let's just make the decisions God would have us make. And let's, let's go the direction God would have us go. Let's work it out today with fear and trembling. Let's take care of it. Let's move on. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. God is at work within us. Now, I, I'll be the first to admit, I'll be the first to say, sometimes, especially when we get that daily look, especially when we get that daily view, sometimes it's hard to see exactly what God is doing on that day. But when we're able to take a step back and get that that bigger view, that larger view, we're able to see, oh, yeah, God's, God has been busy. God has been doing things. I'm a hospice chaplain. And it, it, it's, it's one of the things that, that uh, I've always wanted to do. Uh, and I really, I really love doing it. I get to meet people. I get to meet incredible people in very difficult circumstances in their life and the life of their family members. But I don't see them every day. Uh, I, I see them, you know, it, it varies. But every 30 days, at least, I see them at least once. Let's just say that. Well, in that time, there's a lot of things that take place. And sometimes a person that's with them other day can't see it because it's slow, it's gradual. And they don't know. And sometimes we'll talk about it. And I had an occasion yesterday uh, to talk to somebody about the changes in their loved one and things that were happening. We had a good talk. But some of it, as we talked about it, it was clear they couldn't quite see it like I could because they were with it every day. When we are working out our salvation every day, when we're doing what we're doing, fear and trembling every day, sometimes it's hard to get that big picture view. Sometimes it's hard to see exactly what God is doing. That's why it's so important for us to take a step and then stop for just a second and realize God's at work and look and see what he's doing, how he's doing it, what he wants to do in it. Let's see, let's notice, let's look, let's find out what God is doing. And then Paul says, do all things without complaining and disputing. Oh my God, we could spend the rest of our life right there. Are you a complainer? We live in a world of complainers. People complain about everything. People do, um, and I'm a people, so yes, I know that I've spent. So I'm not. I'm not telling you that I'm not a complainer because most of us are. In fact, I don't know anybody that doesn't complain from time to time. But our goal should be not to be known as a complainer, and whatever we're doing, we should do without complaining. This is hard. Uh, they give you a new assignment at work, or they add to your task at work, or, or it's harder than it should be, takes longer than it ought to, and all these things, and we complain. The children aren't are, are doing like we wanted them to do, or like we thought we taught them to do, and so we complain. Our spouse doesn't seem to get exactly what we're we're trying to say or, or seem to be going in the same direction that we'd like to go. So we complain. And I could go on with the list. The truth is we all complain from time to time, and yet we have this admonition in the Bible. Do all things without complaining. We'll get to dispute a little bit. Well, how many things in all? Everything. And so every once in a while, you just have to take stock. You just, Okay, I got to get back and stop complaining about every little thing as well as every big thing that comes up. Yea, they'll walk through the valley, the shadow of death, David said. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And as David, wrote, as David spoke those words, as he re- wrote those words, as we read those words, we are reminded that we will face some difficult moments in life. We will face some hard times in, in life, probably. You say, probably, yeah, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I haven't met them. But I'm assuming there are some people that has never had a hard day. <laughs> some people that's never been in a difficult situation. I don't know them. I know people that have had lots of them. But most of them find out when they stop complaining and grumbling and growling and start walking in faith, things change. And that's why we should do all things without complaining. And then disputing. I, I'm not leaving that out. I just wanted to get the point. Well, do you know people who just have to argue? <laughs> it's just, it's just, you know, in their nature to argue. No matter, no matter the conversation, no matter the topic, no matter the thought, no matter the situation, they want to argue. If you tell them it's raining, they say no, it's not. If you, if you say it's cold, they say no, it's not. Just argue, dispute everything. Well this wasn't written to them. You say, wait a minute, what What if they are? Well, they're not reading it right now. You and I are. And so you and I need to come to the point where we commit ourselves to try to do things, try to do things without complaining and arguing and being divisive and, and all those things. Do all things without complaining, disputing that you may become. See, this is, there's a, there's a purpose here. There's a, there's an end, there's a uh, there's something that when you do these things, it works out. That, you do all those things that you may become blameless and harmless children of God, without faults in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Now I've gone back and I've thought about that verse and I'm looking at it again right now, so let me read it. Uh, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God, Without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. I uh, Just reading it, thinking about it, there's no promise that everything's going to work out great and dandy. Everything's going to go our way, uh, that there's not going to be hard moments, difficult situations. There's not going to be people who take advantage of us. But the point is, is that we shine, here's what it says, you shine as lights in the world. More than anything else today, that's what our world needs Lights of faith, lights of obedience, lights of love. Lights that have been lit by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I've mentioned it a few times. I'm going to mention it one more time because we're going to get out of here in a minute. And uh, Cindy, if you're listening, we might make the 18-minute mark today. (laughs) Don't know, but we might. But when we look at that, well, let's read it again do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Jesus made it clear that Satan himself is the prince of this world. And because of that, there's going to be perverse things and there's going to be corrupt things and there's going to be crooked things. The Bible's not doubting that. The Bible's not denying that. The Bible is not even hiding that. Well, what the bible do what the bible is doing is reminding us that our goal our job our task our calling is to walk as lights and to shine as lights in the world lights of the gospel of Jesus Christ and we do that daily as we work out our salvation with fear and trembling well that's philippians chapter 2 verses 12 through 15 I hope, I, hope I hope you enjoyed this podcast. You say, Brother Daniel, you didn't give me every answer to every question. You could listen to a thousand preachers today if you really could. You'd never get every answer to every question. But the, the answer we need today, I think, the thing I want to leave you with you today, I know, is that we need to walk today. We need to do what we do today. Working out as we go what it means to be faithful, what it means to be to be filled with righteousness, what it means to be godly in a perverse and crooked generation. Well, hey, if you get a chance, there if you're near a place where revival is broken out, attend one of those services. But more than anything, pray that revival continues, that it catches hold in these places, and that it shreds and it makes a real dent and a real change in a world that needs our Lord and Jesus Christ. But more than anything today, pray. That as you walk your walk today, as you go your journey today, that you do so in glory and honor to our Lord Jesus Christ as you're working out your salvation with fear and trembling. This has been DK Ministries, Proclaiming the Word podcast. I'm Danny Smith, your Bible teacher. Uh, For DK Ministries. Thank you for listening. Please tell others about the podcast. Invite them to join. Remind them. They're not going to get any any, uh, plea for money, anything like that. We're just trying to give something to you today, and our gift to you today is this. We have been called to walk with our Lord Jesus Christ today, and let's do so with fear and trembling, because we want to honor and praise Him, and we don't want to fall back into sin. God bless you. We love you. Praying for you. Hey, we'll talk to you next week again. See you later.